building that relationship about the value because you want to make that impact it can make you happy welcome to the selling from the heart podcast your home for authentic effective and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling Join your co-hosts Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners, as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? It's just a, it's another terrific day in the Selling from the Heart community, Daryl. Absolutely it has, terrific. It's been amazing. We're recording this right now on Friday, May twenty first. We we're in right smack dab in the middle of International Customer Appreciation Day. We've just wrapped up the 2021 first annual client appreciation challenge. Larry, I am so fired up and excited, inspired, motivated, insert adjective here. It's been an incredible <laughs> week. No, it, it sure has. And, and I'm, I'm a big believer that gratitude, appreciation, thankfulness, that bridges what I call the relational gap that I see mm -hmm. a lot going on in the sales community. I think there are so many highlights, but I just have to give one highlight through this whole thing, Daryl. Having Tom Hopkins kick off day one, absolutely set the stage because, I mean, we've grown up forever and a day in sales and Tom Hopkins has had a massive impact to the both of us. It really is. And it's just so cool to see the generosity of people like Tom Hopkins and all the different presenters that we had this past week. If you missed it, um, the good news is it's not too late. Just go to 20, <laughs> uh, go to clientappreciationchallenge.com. And you can actually get access to all of the recordings from the week. It was fantastic and it's great material uh, to inspire yourself to say thank you. And uh, boy, you're, you're going to be so, so blown away by uh, by what you learned from the people that shared at the challenge this past week. So exciting. <laughs> and we're going off the challenge into outbound. I mean, oh. we're now in the, uh, we're now we're, in, we're in the, we're in the countdown, day countdown to outbound. And I just, I can't wait to be at outbound. I know many listeners in the selling from the heart audience are going to be there. If you're not signed up yet, you need to get signed up. It's available virtual. It's available on three continents. So here's a quick word from <laughs> our friends at outbound. And then we're going to dive into a fantastic conversation today. This has been the most trying year for salespeople in the history of sales. There's been nothing like it, and you know that. And so many salespeople who have been working hard to keep their companies alive, to keep jobs alive, to keep the economy alive, are just at a point of exhaustion. You're worn out. And that's exactly why we are investing in Outbound 2021. This is a celebration. We rise up together. We take the, the next iteration of the economy together and we're going to celebrate the getting back to normal together. We're going to keep you safe. We're going to put on a rock show of rock shows. This is a great opportunity to get out, to take a break, to celebrate what you've done this year and to build your skills for the future. You can grab your tickets at outboundconference.com. There are going to be limited because of social distancing and keeping you safe. But don't miss out on the conference of the year, June 15th to 18th in Atlanta, Georgia, Outbound 2021. Uh, it's going to oh, be so terrible. much fun, Larry. I can't wait to see you. It's going to be a blast. Well, I can't, so I can't wait to see you. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> 
be great and and you want to be there uh larry i we've been i've been watching you prepare your keynote for the main stage which is going to be fantastic and so much learning and so much motivation i'm so excited and fired up if you want to go when you register just use the code heart 100 heart 100 as your discount code you actually get a hundred dollars off your ticket. So check that out at outboundconference.com. We want to see you there. And uh, let's let's just get fired up and motivated as we head into the, the rest of 2021 and beyond. Speaking of fired up and motivated, Larry, we have got somebody in coming into the show today who is, uh, this is going to be a fantastic conversation. Yeah, it sure is. So why don't you introduce uh, our good friend, Jeb Blunt Jr., and let's dive in. Oh, it's a, you know, it's been a treat watching Jeb Blunt Jr. just kind of blossom. And I got a chance to get to know Jeb. Gosh, this was probably a few years ago. And just to watch his presence on stage and how he carries himself, this is going to tie in really well because, you know, I'm a big believer that sales professionals are leaders and it's the young sales professionals that are going to lead the profession out Mm -hmm. into the future. So Jeb Blood Jr., we're, we're so thrilled to have you on the Selling from the Heart podcast. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here, guys. Thank you so much for allowing me to come on your show and talk about what I know, which is not a whole lot, but I'm trying my best. So I'm, I'm really happy to be okay, here. Okay, dude. Somehow I know you do know something. So <laughs> join the club. Hey, you know, I, this is going to be a fun conversation today as we dive into some really cool topics. But you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast gets, Jeb, and that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart? I have been thinking about this question a lot, and Larry and I connected a few months ago about this specific topic and and coming on the podcast, and I have been mulling over the answer I would give in my head. (laughs) I've been following a bunch of really awesome podcast guests, and they've all given better answers that I can give, but in my humble opinion, selling from the heart and being authentic really comes from breaking down the barriers of everyday sales conversations so that you can start a human relationship that leads to positive business outcomes. So that's my official answer. I'm, I'm hitting the buzzer and putting that one in. <laughs> and, and you're sticking to it, right? Uh, yeah. Well, for now, <laughs> give, no, give me a few years. <laughs> no, but And it's going to morph, but you, you keyed in on something because you had brought in the human conversation part of this. Mm-hmm. And so often, and I'm going to take this back, Daryl, just for a moment and, and a tip of the cap to Jim Carr, because this is where I picked it up from. So I'm going to drop a Jim Carrism just for a moment because he'd come on the podcast and Jim was talking about conversational competence. You remember that, mm-hmm. Daryl? Yeah. And he goes, he sees salespeople today struggling with conversational competence. And as I peel this back and peel it back some more, Jeb, you keyed in on it because a lot of times salespeople are wanting to start that conversation off sales centric. Mm-hmm. And I'm not discrediting it. It will get to a sales centric conversation. But if you start it that way, it may not veer off to the way you want it to go right up front, as opposed to you connecting on a human level around something that's important to them. That's why I love when you said, you you know, the human conversation part of this. It's a really difficult conversation to have, especially in a professional setting. It's something that I've been struggling with. I've been in my career for one year now. So 
through that year, I've had to learn a lot of tough lessons. And one thing I, I talked to you about, Larry, was how to have a human conversation with someone that you are trying to sell to. How can you connect with them on a level that is different from every other conversation that they have, while at the same time keeping the goals and, and the, you know, the field goal post in mind? Where do you want to be? Where do they want to be? Where can you provide value in that conversation so that you can both reach those positive business outcomes? And one of those situations has to be is that you have to stop being a yes person, right? The, the, the authenticity that you bring to a conversation is not always necessarily agreeing and being on the same page as somebody. There's a lot to be said for breaking down the barrier of saying, yes, we can do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, that makes sense. Whereas through your career, you're going to have a difference in opinion. You're going to have experiences about your product or service that will differ from what your client or prospect has in mind. And you'll earn a lot of respect and a lot of credibility when you hear them say something that you know is just not going to help them in the future. And that's a really tough conversation for someone like me to have, especially I'm, so I'm 23 years old and I'm speaking with C-level executives and people who have been in the business for decades. And I have you know, a little over a year and I say to them, I just don't think that that's the best route to go. Here's my opinion. And mm -hmm. it stops the conversation. I mean, they, take a minute to just process what I just said to them. And then they come back and they say something like, wow, you know, I didn't really think about it that way. Let's talk about the options that we have here. And we can start having that human conversation where I'm not just a sales rep and they're not just a buyer for me. And they're not just trying to find the best price point. They're looking at me and saying, okay, I didn't think we were on the same level, but we are going to have a conversation now about how we can help our business with you. And if it even makes sense for us to move forward, right? And that's a conversation you have to have with yourself. Uh, I'm going to drop an angel riboism. <laughs> and he said, you know, take a moment of silence. And we had a, we had an awesome session on the mastermind group that you guys put together. And he said, and I've been repeating it for a week and a half now, take five minutes before each meeting. If, if that's all you've got, take five minutes of silence. And that seems really simple, like go clear your mind or whatever it might be. But what I've had to start doing is taking that, that minute of silence and, are, and aligning my personal goals. Why am I selling what I'm selling? Why do I want to work with this person? How is this going to reach what I'm trying to do for my financial future, for what I need to do in a, a year and a half from now? How am I going to help sales gravy in my business? How am I going to reach my quota? And why does that matter for me to work with someone that is perfect for my business and align why I'm talking to this person with what I have going on that way, the conversation, you're not trying to figure out exactly how you can just sell a product to them or you're just trying to get as much money as you can. You can you can objectively go in and talk with that person and say, here are, here are the reasons I believe that we are having a conversation. And if this makes sense to you, we can move forward and I can ask you a whole bunch of questions that will be salesy, but I need to understand them so that we can see if this if this makes sense. And usually when I come in with that attitude, it changes the mood of the people I'm talking to. Does that yeah. make sense to you guys? No, 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 it doesn't. Daryl, here's a, here's a great, uh, we have to play off of this for a moment because at 23 years old, 
the first word that comes to my head is confidence. And there's not a lot of 23 year old salespeople out there that exude the confidence that you have that can have those conversations with somebody sometimes two and it two to three times older than them. And I know, I mean, obviously being raised in the household that you're raised in, I mean, you have one of the best trainers that there is out there in sales, but you know, walk us through what are what are some of the things that at such a young age that's helped you in building your self confidence and being able to have some of those conversations. I'd be curious. It's it's really it's really a tough slog to get to this point, and I struggle with it now. I mean, every single time I go talk to somebody, I get nervous. And if you talk to Jeb Blunt Senior, he'll tell you the same thing. If he's going to prospect to somebody, if he's talking to a CEO, he is as nervous as any other salesperson. There's no cure for what you feel inside. the The difference is that we have to be we have to be resilient when it comes to our disruptive emotions. Mm-hmm. And this is the story that I tell because it is so influential in my life is I would say as a young salesperson or just as a young person, if you're, I just got out of college and you're looking at the business world, even if you're not going to go into sales or you don't ever think you're going to go into sales, get a sales internship. And my internship was fantastic because what they did is they brought in a bunch of juniors going into their senior year over the summer for 10 weeks, and they put us in a BDR role to go call on C-level executives only. We only got credit for calling C-level executives and setting appointments and go and get rejected every single day, every (laughs) single day, every single day, every single day. And they said, you know, have the executive mindset, have an executive mindset, be able to step into their shoes. And this is something that every great sales trainer talks about from Zig Ziglar to Tom Hopkins, to Jeb Blunt, to Mark Hunter, to Larry Levine and Daryl Amy. They all say you have to be able to step into your buyer's shoes and understand their perspective. Now you don't have to understand everything, but you have to be able to go to their side of the table and look at you objectively. And that's how you can bring value. And it was the first week of this internship. And they said, they looked at me and I was there a little bit early and they said, you need to pick up the phone and call this list of CFOs. That's who we talked to. And I said, what is a CFO? And they said, said, oh God, we've hired the wrong person. (laughs) Um, And so I had to go pick up the phone and I looked at, I, and I I know that sales gravy and Jeb Blunt senior, they're the prospecting people and we're the prospecting training group. And we've got fanatical prospecting in high school. I was prospecting all the time, but this was just a different level than I was used to. And I looked at the phone and it had legs and it was hairy and (laughs) the phone receiver was about 500 pounds And I looked at the list and I called and I picked up, it was the third person I called. The guy's name was Steve, as far as I can remember. And I picked up the phone and I said something like this. Um, um, Hey, uh, Steve, uh, this is uh, Jeb. This is Jeb Blunt Jr. at XYZ. Um, I'm calling because I want to talk with you about how we can save you money on our software and it will help you reduce your costs. Do you have 20 minutes? <laughs> there, was a, there was a long silence at the end of this receiver. And he said, how in the world are you going to save me money? <laughs> and I went, honestly, Steve, I don't know. <laughs> and he said, he said, son, I'll never forget. This is the one line I'll never forget. He said, son. I will, you will not do very well in this business. You want to go find another job. And, <laughs> and, 
And I, I sat there with the phone, hung up for about 20 seconds, and I looked around the bullpen, and there was eight other salespeople who, had, who were salaried salespeople, and they were all kind of looking at me because I'm Jeb Blunt's son, and I'm you know I'm supposed to be good at what I do. And I let the phone hang there, and I just, without anybody on this other side, just said, mm -hmm, sounds good. Okay, thank you so much for your time. And I hung up the phone. My face <laughs> ghost white. I have never felt more embarrassed in my life. And what that taught me is that one, it's okay to fail because everyone laughed, laughed it off. And you know, the next guy who was a tenured, a tenured rep made a call and had a similar conversation. Like everyone had that conversation. It wasn't just me, but it felt like it was <laughs> me. And what it taught me is that I needed to learn how to talk to that person, mm -hmm. how I can relate to them. So about four weeks later, I had had some more practice. I learned a little bit more about what we did at that company. I learned a little bit more about how to be myself on a phone call. I called Jeb Blunt Sr. a few times and, and griped to him. And he put me back in my place and told me how to conduct myself on a call. And after about four weeks, I kind of had a rhythm. I was, I was the number one um, uh, intern at this, at this company in the nation. And I was setting appointments and I called this guy back. My heart was about to explode. <laughs> I could not imagine calling this person back, but I had to go do it. Yeah. And he was on my list. So I went and called him back and I said, hey, Steve, this is Jeb Blunt Jr. at XYZ Company. The reason I'm calling is to set an appointment with you because I've been working with CFOs just like you to help them reduce their costs when it comes to their functions of their employees. And I'd love to set an appointment for 20 minutes next Tuesday at two. How does that work for you? And he gave me an objection and I handled it just well enough. And at the end of the call, he said, sure, Jeb, I'll, I'll meet with you. As, a, as an intern, I, was, I, I got off the phone, I fist bumped and set the appointment and we went and closed that business. It was about $400,000 worth of business. And it was all because of my attitude. When I went to, and of course practice, but I went to that first phone call in that first day and I, I called him, I had no confidence. I had no ability to step into their shoes. And it wasn't because I, had, I didn't have the ability. It was because I didn't believe in myself. And so when I had that call then four weeks later, I had that confidence. I had that practice. It comes with the mindset that you can go talk to these people because they're a human being too right? They are just a person and you're just a person. And at the end of the day, when you go meet with them, they're going to be just a person, whether they tell you yes, no, maybe go pound sand. I'd never want to meet with you again. They're just people. They're not anything more than that. And that helped me because I was able to relate with these people when I got them on the phone and I could speak with confidence. And so that's how I sort of morphed into having confidence as a salesperson. And when I think about going and meeting with folks in different organizations, especially in my new role at Sales Gravy, and I'm going to talk with them about their goals and what success means to them and how I can provide value. I have to understand that they are a human being like I'm a human being and they have goals and aspirations. And when I go speak with them, I need to be relating to them on a human level first before I can talk about everything I can do as a salesperson. Because if it's about the product, if it's about the service, you're being transactional always. It doesn't matter. You can you cannot talk about price all the way to the end of the sales process. But if you're only talking about the product or service as well, you're not a human being and they don't view you as a human being. And that's where business relationships take to that next level. If it's, if it's a human relationship first and then mm -hmm. to a business outcome, you're going to have the highest probability of winning that you can. 
So that's how I kind of got to that place. <laughs> I love it. You know, I'm having flashbacks, Jeb, uh, and I just so many flashbacks while you're talking. I, it was 21 when I started in uh, outside sales or selling office equipment, just like Larry. And, uh, you know, and I, I just remember those moments. Those first few calls were tough, right? And I mean, we were walking into people's offices yeah. and you walk in, you go, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. And, uh, you know, and, and those, those meetings, but, but you push through and, and as you push through, you build the confidence and, you know, and now looking back, which has been almost 30 years for me, it's, it's amazing, uh, that even, even, even today though, like you said, this, this is something we got to keep coming back to. And I love angel's advice of sitting, okay, I'm going to take a deep breath here. I'm going to, I'm going to recenter myself around this and, and all of that. Hey, I'm curious though, what would you say? I mean, there, you know, you're, you're beginning uh, a career and, and Larry and I both enjoyed a lot of success um, in the sales profession. I think it's a wonderful profession um, and it, it's, it's opened up all kinds of opportunities. What would you say to somebody, you know, we're, we're at May right now. I think a bunch of people are about to graduate and head out <laughs> into the workforce. What would you say to the 20 something that's uh, maybe considering sales as a career or maybe is considering it and getting some you know stuff in their ear from people going don't do that take a take a salary job what would i'm curious what you would say uh to to that young person getting ready to step out like you did a couple years ago sure so number one thing i would say is if anybody's telling you to take a salary job and they're not your age don't listen to them because if you're going <laughs> to take risks at any point in your in your life, I mean, whether you're investing, whether you're getting into real estate, whether you're just going to take a year off and go travel and do whatever you're going to go do, right now is the time to go do that because the risk to reward is super high, but you're also going to be able to land back on your feet. And if you're not going to take that salary commission or so that sorry that salary job and you want to go into commission, just know that your earnings now matter more than at any point ever in your life. So number one, take that commission only job and fail at it. If you have to go fail at it because your earnings right now are going to maximize your ability to go do cool things when you're 40, go do cool things when you're 50, go do yeah. cool things when you're 65. If you say at 35, at 37, at, at 40, 40 years old, you're like, man, I really wish I was making more money. I should get into sales. It's not too late, but it's too late if you catch my drift, yep. right? You're not going yep. to make what you think you should at 40 as opposed to 23. That's the beauty of compounding interest. I'm a very, I'm a very big believer in compounding interest. The other thing I would say to you is if you are looking for a job, that puts you in front of so many awesome people that will connect you to the world in a way you never understood in a, in a way that you look at the, I used to do this all the time as a, as a kid, you, you look at the furnace and like you go to New York city and there's these furnaces down in the bottom of these buildings. And you're like, how did that get there as an adult now in the sales profession? I'm like, wow, somebody sold that. Somebody walked into that business and, and made a deal and talked to that business owner and got them to the place that they needed to be. Everything in this world only moves because there's somebody selling it. And you're going to be on the front lines of every economy. You're going to be on the front line of every business that you work for. You are, if you are doing your job right, you are indispensable to anyone that you work for. And, any, and anyone that works for you will benefit from your experience as a salesperson. So even if you don't end up in sales, maybe this isn't the place for you. There are people who just sales is not for them. And my father says this all the time. 
it, don't do something that you hate. Life is too short. But I would say experience as much as you can. And sales is the best way to get business experience on a level that other people probably don't have. If they go into the back office, they're not getting the same kind of experiences that you are. And you'll benefit exponentially from them in the future. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say to somebody who's getting out of college. The other thing I would say to them, and I know this is, you know, you're supposed to go to law school and supposed to go get your, you know, be doctors and we need doctors and lawyers. And, you know, if you, if you want to go do that and that's your heart's dream, go do that. I wanted to go to law school and I looked at the returns economically from, from going to law school, from going to graduate school. And you can do so much more without a graduate degree and earn more money faster and be more successful faster. And, you know, go get that first house, you know, go be the person you want to be with the freedoms that you want without having to get a higher degree. Like you can go do those things and sales is the opportunity to go do that. So, I would say if you're going to take a risk, take this risk and stop waiting for that next door to open because you have that degree or you have that thing to go do. This is the place to start. So it might not be where you finish, but I think it's the best opportunity for you and as a business person to go learn things. That's what uh, I would say. It, no, that, that's so good. And, and um, just just a few more things, because I just. Hey, because I'd, I'd love to know, and I know young listeners would just actually love to know, you know, at the beginning of the podcast, we always ask our guests and you answer, you know, what's it mean to you to sell from the heart? And quite often when I talk to sales leaders and so forth, when we start peeling things back, especially at the young sales professionals age, this is the thing I hear often. Well, they're still struggling to find their authentic voice. And you have that confidence. I already know you believe in your message and you believe in yourself. But how did you uncover your authentic voice? And real quick, what would be a couple tips that you can give young sales professionals on how to uncover their authentic voice? It's a great question. It's a question I ask myself all the time because I am still figuring it out. And this is one of the reasons I love being a voice right now, as opposed to being a voice of, you know, when I'm 40 and writing my first book and all that, whatever that might be, is that right now I can provide for people who look and sound like me, a sounding board. They can look at me and say, okay, he's still going through this. And there are still tips that he can, he can work through. And I can tell you exactly what it's, what it's like to go through that process. I'm still figuring out my authentic voice. It might sound like I'm confident and I believe in what I'm saying, but that will always change. I'm a, I'm a changing human being. I've got multitudes and I've, I've, I'm still struggling with finding my authentic voice. So here are some ways that I have found that have been really helpful in order to align my goals and figure out what exactly it is that I want to do in life and how I can help achieve those goals. And in a sales in a, as a sales professional, how can I utilize my position to deliver on what I want out of my 65 to 85 years here on this planet. Number one is I had to really sit down and I'm still struggling to do this, really sit down and think about what I want in life. Right. And whether that is, and we, we, we talk about this in our goal planning sheet, but number one is, you know, to haves things that I want to have in life. I mean, I'd be lying to you if, you know, if don't, don't have any material goods, you know, money is bad, all that kind of stuff. People who are rich don't say stuff like that. There are things that I want in life. Like I want a house. I want a cool car. I, I want all those things. I want a pool. I want to go, I want to go on a vacation. So I had to write down what I want to have. Those are my goals and how systematically I can start to achieve those by utilizing the position that I'm in. 
number two is is to do's so there are a lot of cool things i want to go see in this world the the one thing I've gotten from my father is awesome travel experience. And once you go travel, once you go see the world, you understand how big it really is and how small it is at the same time. And you will have experiences that will open your heart to all kinds of awesome, awesome ideas that you wouldn't have experienced otherwise. So a lot of my to-dos are goals to travel and just go experience the world outside of my job. Go experience the world outside of everyday life that I, you know, I have to get through so that I can make sure that I go experience things. And the other thing is, you know, to bees goals of my professional life, where I want to be. So one of those things is I want to be an awesome sales trainer. I want to be a sales coach. I want to go write books. I want to have, you know, the, the platform of a content creator. There's also things I want to be like, I want to be an informed investor. I want to go learn about philosophy. I want to, I was watching videos last night on uh, superfluids, which are these awesome, crazy cool things about quantum physics that happen only at like negative, you know, two Kelvin or something like that. So there's so much in this world that I want to learn. And I can put that on my goal sheet to make sure that I'm reading like the books that I want to go read. And that's the best way to find your authentic voices, write down your goals so you can align what you're doing with where you want to go. The mm -hmm. other thing is practice practice your authentic voice. I wish that I had taken the advice of everyone that's ever come before me, including my father, is to start writing things early. Start your content. Go practice your voice. It's not going to be good. I've written 15 chapters <laughs> of my first book and they're all garbage. And I hate every single one of them and I don't ever want anyone to read them. But what I found is that through that practice, I've been able to translate that into my confidence here, right? So what I believe in now is practiced. It's, it's not all at one time. It's not all in one go. I didn't, I wasn't born fantastic at sales. I wasn't born believing in myself. I wasn't born confident. I had to practice all those things. And anybody who tells you that it's just something you're born with, they're lying to you because even if they were more confident naturally, they were never as confident as they were right now if they didn't go practice that confidence. So practice and write down your goals and align them with what you want and they'll change. There's a lot of things on my list and my father told me this. He, he, he wrote the same thing. He, he wrote a lot of things on his list that he had never achieved, right? And there's a lot of things on my list that I will never achieve. It's not failure. It's just that you're growing as a human being and your priorities change. So just go write stuff down and at least practice that because that will help you get to your authentic voice. I love Duh. it. I love it. What a fantastic conversation. Jeb, thank you. Uh, thanks for just putting it all out there today and, and hanging out with us. This has been super encouraging. And also, uh, like that last thing that you shared about goals and goal setting is very, very practical for all of us right now. So, hey, I can't wait to see you at Outbound. Yeah, and, I'll see you uh, soon. Just thanks for... Thanks for being who you are and thanks for investing in us today. This has been fantastic. Thank you both. And to all of our listeners, I'll see you at Outbound. Use the code that they talked about at the beginning so that you can get your seat and ticket at Outbound. And it's going to be the rock show of rock shows for sales people. And I can't wait to see you there. If you are, connect with me. I want to shake hands with you if we can, fist bump, whatever it might be, so that we can have an authentic <laughs> conversation. Uh, and then one last thing for Larry, uh, don't be a Dodgers fan. That's just like number one. Thing <laughs> not, being, not being authentic is like number one, be a Dodgers fan. And then you know, that's, that's the worst place, place to go. So, all right. Hey, th hey, hey Jeb, thanks for the parting shot. As soon as you leave. That's right. <laughs> appreciate it. Jeb. Yeah, appreciate appreciate you, man. See you soon.
All right, Sam. Hey, you know what, Daryl? I'm still trying to figure out what the heck is minus two Kelvin. It's really cold. I think it's uh, that's what you experienced in South Dakota when you were doing sales training there a couple of years ago. Oh, hey, Lord. this was really, really practical, and I love the love the conversation today, and and I loved uh, both the encouragement to our listeners who are getting started in their sales career. And the practical nature of just remembering, we got to always be reconnecting with our goals in all of this. And this is, uh, you know, we like to leave people at the end of every episode with with an action item. And I think that would be a great um, action item for all of us to take away today is to go back to to your goals. When's the last time um, you've done that? And, and, you know, spend some time. What, you know, what do I want to have? What do I want to do? What do I want to be? Um, and reconnect with that, whether you're in your 20s or whether you're, you know, in in your uh, 60s or 70s, uh, wherever you are. I was going to make fun of Larry and all of no, that. But I, 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 th- I thought about making fun of you, but I didn't say anything, Daryl. <laughs> you know, it's it's good. So whether you're at the beginning of your career or near the sunset of your career, hey, this has been fantastic. And I am looking forward to seeing everybody at Outbound. It's going to be a lot of fun. Heart 100 gets you $100 off your ticket. Definitely want to do that. Uh, We've got some exciting things going on right now. Check out the Client Appreciation Challenge. If you missed it, just go to clientappreciationchallenge.com. Catch up on those recordings. We're cooking up a bonus session right now, and we'll also be announcing a new cohort of the Selling from the Heart Authentic Selling Intensive a 90-day journey to authenticity, authentic results, and authentic fulfillment. It's going to be fantastic. So all of that, Larry, this is an exciting time. I'm fired up, and I'm so grateful um, for this movement of authenticity that we get to be a part of. It's so great seeing what's going on. And, and Larry, at the uh, at, at right here on Client Appreciation Day, I just want to say I appreciate you. Um, and I also want to say I appreciate all of our listeners. This is uh, this is just such a fantastic time. No, this has been a quite a ride. I appreciate you as well, even though I'm making one dig before we wrap up, even though you're older than I am. <laughs> uh, stop it. No one knows. Everyone knows that's not true. All right. <laughs> Until next week, keep being genuine. Keep being authentic. Keep adding real value. Revisit your goals. And most of all, sell from the heart. Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the SalesCast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.